In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even... Even pretending to be in charge. Slow the testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. With all due respect, that's a bunch of malarkey. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And the Betches Sup Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news. But today... It is part two of our mailbag episode. You guys sent us enough questions for a several part episode. We, we love just, mail. We love mail. We've had a lot of fun answering your questions. We love mail. We support the mail. <laughs> if you guys want to just snail mail, mail us some questions, we'll answer them in six months. Yeah. When we, whenever we're back at, at our office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, guys. The first question, I, I like this one. What is your preferred medium to keep up with the news? Social media, newspapers, cable news, internet, etc. Elise, how do you, what do you, I would also like you to discuss your process for putting together the newsletter with this. Yes. yes. So um, the first thing I do for putting together the newsletter is I listen to NPR's Up First in the morning. They do a really good job of literally just running down the stories that are happening. Um, then I compare that with the New York Times has a morning briefing um, like letter that they do. And so they'll sometimes, uh, anything that's like in both of those things is usually yeah. probably one of our top stories. Um, and then I will usually for like more obscure or fun or kind of like, I don't know, like snarky social media things. Uh, the Twitter Explore page, uh, what, what used to be called Twitter Moments, honestly is a really, really good source because okay. if you click on a story, you're gonna it, it'll link you to like what people are saying about it, multiple news sources about that thing. It'll have a summary of what it is up top. So I really use the Twitter Explore page uh, often, even if like. I know what we're going to talk about or like, yeah, there's like a top story, like what, like recently, you know, stuff with USPS. I'll try to find the story from Twitter Explore so that I can like really pull from a couple of different sources and get a couple different like vetted good points of view and stuff. So um, if you're not using that Twitter Explore page, I will say it is, it is a good way to keep up with the news. You know, yeah. it's funny, Elise. Um, I, we've never talked about this, but I literally do the exact same thing. Wow. I have, I have all of those steps in my routine, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amanda, what's your news diet? Okay, so I rely mainly on newsletters. Um, Mike, my boyfriend, thinks I'm crazy. He's always looking over my shoulder because I get about a dozen every morning and then like a couple at night. And he's like, how can you handle that? You do read them all every day. And I don't read them all every day. Every day is different. It depends on what the day before was like. If 
the day before, I felt really busy and didn't have a lot of time to like fully absorb what was happening. I'll read like the morning briefing, like Elise said, which is a pretty good top line summary. Like you don't even have to leave the email for that. So like if you don't have a New York Times subscription, you can still get the morning briefing and get a pretty thorough rundown in the morning. Um, or I'll read, I also like the CNN one because it's like pretty basic and sometimes we'll have like some fun facts. But then if I like feel like those are just gonna be repetitive because I like was like panic scrolling Twitter the night before and I already know what's going on, then I will read, every day I read uh, the Axios morning newsletter. That one is great, especially if you feel like you have a pretty good understanding and wanna like dive a little bit deeper. All of their like top headlines will be like, you this fact, and then we'll like give you a really cool like they did about it or some like they got a lot of scoops like now everybody knows about them because they had that awesome Trump interview with Jonathan Swan but they're like a very tiny new media company with a lot of relationships so they get a lot of cool scoops that will be like buried in that newsletter um, every day I also read the broadsheet which I recommend to everybody which I think fortune does it yeah fortune does it and it's I think it started as like talking about women in business like I think that's a business term a broadsheet I don't know <laughs> Um, but it just will like update you on everything cool that happened, not everything, but a lot of cool things that happened to or with women the day before. And it will include like, you know, if some Republican woman had some big day in some way, like pass some major legislation, you know, it'll include that too. And it's, it's pretty, um, it's definitely very like objective. It just, and it has a lot of international news and just stuff that you probably wouldn't come across. Like it's a good cross between like, it's not too like, yeah, girl boss, but it's not too like just a bunch of like white men um, on the feed. And then I also listen to a lot of crookeds. I listen to hysteria every week. I love hysteria. I think I am a list or Max Monaco. I hope that <laughs> if you listen to both of our podcasts that you nodded your head at that because I adore her. Um, <laughs> And then I listen to, let's see, I listen to long form podcasts. A lot of those, you know, like TED radio hour, like really kind of high minded, like just talking an hour about some very small detail in life. But my, mor my morning news routine is like, this is like a two and a half hour process. <laughs> I have a different routine. Wow. Share your news care routine. <laughs> I, okay. I, um, watch MSNBC all the time. I do that and too. Yeah. I I read Twitter and I listen to several podcasts a week that are news related. And I think someone asked about what podcast we listen to. So should we just answer that one next? Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. So I listen to several crooked media podcasts, Pod Save, like uh, Love It or Leave It. I listen to Gaslit Nation um, and the new Abnormal. And obviously the Betches Up episodes that I'm not on. <laughs> I do always first um, I'll say some pods I mean I also listen to uh, Crooked Media's offerings uh, I do the NPR up first as I said I love the daily um, I oh, there's, there's another podcast we actually had one of the hosts as a guest a long long time ago but Throwing Shade is a really funny podcast where they talk about all like women's issues and LGBT issues. I really loved that podcast for a really long time. Um, and then of course, uh, the Betches Sub episodes I'm not on and my own podcast, The Roast of Your Teenage Self. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question asks, how long does it take to put an episode together? 
Um, it depends. I would say it's about a two to three hour process, depending on how long the episode was. And a lot of that work ends up, whether it's two or three hours depends. It, that's usually Sean's extra work because I don't know how to edit the podcast. <laughs> so it just depends if we had edits throughout that, you know, we need to go back and find something and change something or, um, but the process is, it is doing daily podcasts is more work overall, but it's a lot easier to prep for them because like I said, like doing two podcasts a week during the Trump administration is just like, it's not, it's really tough. I know Pod Save does it, but like you really have to limit what you talk about, but that's what takes so much time is like figuring out what, what on earth of all the things that happened in the past three days do we include? So that was a much longer process, but now it's like, it's actually, it's pretty quick. It's just like, the outline is pretty easy because some of it is scripted, but mainly it's for discussion. And then we write up a title and description and then it's published. Yeah. Yeah. It's a more streamlined process since we've gone daily. Yeah. It's not as that's much of a like, production. Yeah. So that's how we bring you the gift of the pod every day. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not a big process because so much of like how I do my job is just consuming so much news and reading a ton in the morning that by the time I get to the podcast outline, it's like pretty easy to, it's especially easy if Elise has already submitted the newsletter. Cause then I, just, <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the next question is what are, Oh, let's get back to this one. Did you grow up in a democratic family? Sammy? Yes. Yeah. Overall. Nothing was it that like interesting. discussed um, that you should be an activist or did you just like know your parents were Democrats? Oh, no. Like the news was always on. News was, was hot, like top, hot topic in the family. Um, yeah. Like it was definitely encouraged to like have knowledge about the news and history. And like we watched a lot of political shows together. Um, yeah. It was very much like, we're Democrats and we care and we vote and all that. Got it. Brian, yeah. what about I you guys? I think uh, that's different for you. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because you don't want to like talk about it too much, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was not easy. Um, and it hasn't been easier the more, you know, vocal I've become and more, um, I guess, out there with my, you know, progressive views. Um, but you know, I grew up in a house where there were, um, portraits of the civil war where the Confederacy was coming out on top, you know, like that, that, so like fan that, fiction. Yeah. Basically <laughs> no, like the, like the one battle that they yeah, won, like, true. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, and it's I like, like the and, idea that it's fan fiction. Though. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a thing. Oh, that Somebody exists. Does that. Trump does that. What do you yeah. North doing? for that to be going on? Yeah. What? Exactly. You grew yeah, up pretty I know. far north for that. Well, my my family's from Alabama. Um, oh. They migrated. They migrated north like a generation ago. So, yeah. That makes sense. We did mm-hmm. get um, a fair amount of questions asking, how do you talk to people that are not, that don't agree with you about these things and do you just decide to push it aside um so it depends um you know i've recently especially you know we talked about this in the last episode but in light of george floyd i won't let anyone get away with anything anymore Mm. 
you know, I'm kind of like, if you say something racist, I'm going to say that was racist. If you say something sexist, I'm going to say that was sexist. Um, so for a while I did sort of put it off, but I feel like it's also trying to figure out a way to say it in terms that they can understand and agree with. Like you, especially around this conversation around like defunding the police, just trying to be like, well, it's not like getting rid of the police. It's more like maybe investing some of the money. So like someone, someone that the mm-hmm. police don't have to go to, you know, when you don't call the police, when you see someone hurt, who's a homeless person who seems like they're in mental distress, like that court sort of thing, like trying to explain it, that it like, like it's just, just in a way that's like simplifying and not, I've also realized if I'm never loud and yelling and angry, then I always walk mm-hmm. out of there up top. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've been in fights and in conversations about this with people and family members and I have never, I mean, I, I, I did in the beginning and then I learned I, if I, if I argue, then that's it. So I, or like yell. So I never yell now. I just never yell. And if someone's yelling at me, I'm like, why are you yelling at me? You sound ridiculous. And yeah, then that yeah, always like, that always like, that always like twists it. You know what I mean? To make them be like, oh, well I'm the, the angry one now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like yeah. that. Um, but I think that the reason that I'm political is because uh, when I was a teenager and once I moved to Virginia, I grew up in a really politically active area outside of DC. So instead of my parents bringing me in, just the general environment of Northern Virginia at that time brought me in. That's what it was. I think that's why I thought your parents raised you to be woke, but you were just woke all by yourself. To go to like, like protests and stuff. Cause like Iraq war protests were having it happening at that time. And I was also into punk music and all the punk songs. You're like, fuck George Bush. And like, yeah. you could go mm-hmm. into DC and go to a protest. And that was like a really cool thing that I could do on the weekend that felt like cool and punk, yeah. but also I could, take the train there because I can't mm-hmm. drive. <laughs> a big a big thing for me uh, was like, I, I not to get too, too heavy, but you know, it was like coming out and realizing that I'm like, oh, I'm definitely a gay person. And then realizing that there's one party specifically that does not think that I should be able to have the same rights as other people. And then there's one that like, I mean, in 2000, you know, when I came out, both parties didn't think I should be able to get married, <laughs> but uh, one has made significant strides. Um, and so, you know, it's just like, oh shit, if I want, I want like to be a person, I'm going to have to like fight for it, I guess, or be vocal about it and make people like listen to me because it's not fucking fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a similar experience to at least like I, I, we, we're told that we were Democrats, but like we didn't act on it. My parents weren't very, um, like I don't remember them being that outspoken or like into it. I just know that it was like, yeah, my dad's like, we're socialists. I'm like, okay, I had no <laughs> idea what that meant. I just knew my dad was like, no, no, we're very liberal. You're very liberal. I was like, all right. And like you said, at least like it was cool. You know, in high school, it was all about the like fuck George Bush thing. And that like was my sort of, people I um, hung around and um, like I said, I went to college and then sort of started to understand why my parents kept saying we are liberal, (laughs) adding any context. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they're not very, and as I've gotten older, I will, yeah, even though my parents say that they'll say things from like, Oh oh no, Oh no, no, that's, you were not very liberal that whole time. But um, (laughs) 
yeah, I guess I think because I got sort of activated and really involved in 2008, which was such an exciting time because it was Hillary and it was Obama. And uh, I think we can all remember like what a cool time that was. And maybe it's why a lot of us that are like around this age, we had like a good, I got really into it when it was like a really fun time to get into it. Yeah. Which, I guess it's the opposite of today's teens. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Somebody asked, do we have any hobbies outside work? What's a hobby? <laughs> what do we like to do for fun? My dog? Television. Television? Dog I've taken up embroidery. <laughs> that's a hobby. That isn't a hobby. I've yeah, that's a real hobby. I read, read hobby. and I smoke weed and read. Well, there is a side. <laughs> reading is a hobby. Reading is a hobby. A side reading conversation. And yeah, reading and weeding. Reading and weeding. <laughs> I was going to answer um, my dog, too. but that My dog, yeah. I've recently gotten yeah. into... Um, bike riding but there is no there is literally no bikes to buy in new england so i'm starting to feel discouraged like i feel like you can't become a city bike hobbyist i'm like i want to get into it and get my own bike and get like useless shit to like clean it with and do with it but i can't right that's a real hobby that's when you know yeah 
But somebody else asked, this is related, um, how do you all detox or relax from all the heavy news stories? I'm a social worker in Kentucky, and I like to follow the news. Also, my clients are directly impacted by current legislation, so I have to follow it to be on top of how that could impact them. Self-care and donations to appropriate causes can only do so much. How do you all feel at the end of the day when you feel as if you've done everything you can do, yet there's all this craziness going on? I, who wants to answer this one? I don't have a I good can. answer. I, I mean, it's an amazing question. And some days it really, like, it yeah. does feel heavy. Like, there's a weight to keeping up with all this. I think it is important. I try to go on one vacation where I actually really don't check the news for a period of time, at least, like, once or twice a year, I will try yeah. to do that because um, it kind of helps. It helps me to remember, like you don't like it. You, I I have to stay on top of it for this and for my job. But in practical terms, like if you miss a news story, you'll be okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the craziness mm -hmm. remains or doesn't remain, but like you can tap out for a second and. Um, Try to have your evenings be a nice time. I'm get I've gotten very into the uh, peaceful evening world where I try yeah. to like, even if I'm watching a show, make it maybe not about a vicious murder. <laughs> mm -hmm. I only yeah, I only watch like Disney movies now because and like and like yeah. like musicals or like action like action movies like the Avengers where I just like sit there and like numb my mind like that is that's the a hobby. I, I guess so. I mean, I don't watch things that make me anxious because I'm like anxious all the time. So yeah, I know that's it's hard to avoid that too because that is like what most of prestige television is. Like I'm in quarantine, and I I have tried to do the Sopranos over and over again, but I my I can't handle it right now. I can't watch the Sopranos <laughs> right now. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta do like the Housewives or like yeah. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the biggest. The nicest time is when Netflix or like any streaming service, whatever, will release like one of those shows that you can binge for a weekend and just totally it's escape. The time. Selling it's Sunset, baby. It's like Christmas Ugh. every month, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Selling Sunset was that for me last week. Upset that I don't have one this week. Yeah. yeah. I went through Selling Sunset so, so fast. fast. Oh, I my always God. will hear about these and I'm like, I'm not going to like that reality show. And then I always do. I always do. I had you never watched Summer House and then my friends were always talking about Summer House. I was like, what is wrong with these people? And then I watched it all. I watched they're built, it all. They're built for you to watch them and to yeah. eat them and to gobble them up and to yeah. be it's like, junk food. Mm -hmm. yeah, I wish exactly. I had one now. It's junk food. It's junk food for television. You're exactly yeah, right. Have you done Love Island? Kind of, I've started it. I but love like, I love haven't Island. gotten on the chain. I love Love Island. But um, then, but then yeah. I, but then I like watch, I watched Coco the other day and I just like sobbed. Oh no! I watch a lot of um, Pixar movies. That's how I. They're, they're so all, they're sad. sad, but they're like cathartic. It was very cathartic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have. I don't. I don't do enough of detoxing or relaxing from it. Um, or, or I watched the. I watched some um, Meghan Markle um, uh, narrate the elephant documentary on Disney Plus. That was really enjoyable. I had a great, it? I would highly, highly, there's a lot of great like nature documentaries on Disney plus 
and that's why I got it because I just get I just sit there and I just that's what I do. I watch nature documentaries. Yeah, you know what's good? Great that. British Baking Show is great. Yeah. For mm-hmm. escape. yeah, you can also rewatch it. I've watched them all twice. I've tried a third round, and it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't hit quite as quite as gently when you already know everything that's going to happen. It's like, yes, I know oh, Nadia. I know every charming encounter. Nadia Nadia has her own new show on Netflix, though. I I started watching that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, she also another. There's a new podcast. You guys know um, Samin Nosrat. She did the. I, I love watching like all the cooking documentaries. She did Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Oh, okay. I was like, that yeah. name is really familiar. Yeah. Oh. I've found it a little bit easier this year to, to be so involved just because I am quite hopeful that this is coming to an end. I'm glad to hear you say that. Which helps me a little bit like just it's hard because like at least it's like you want to take an evening off but there's also guilt with it you're like how come i get mm-hmm. to not read about this story of something terrible happening to yeah. somebody like they don't get to not experience it but sometimes us feeling like shitty and sad before bed does not help that person no yeah no. and and it can get you to such a paralyzed state that it's actually it's not helping it's actually hurting because now you're not able to even like engage in the social justice actions that maybe you would want to or share the story because you're now so paralyzed by everything that's going on. So you have to find the sweet spot of staying engaged, but also mentally healthy. Yeah. And staying engaged. And then you, because everything does seem so negative, that makes the good things that happen feel so good. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like sometimes like I watched knock down the house, the AOC doc just to like feel hope. Because, like, I remember, you know what I mean? And, like, and then even, like, more recently with Kamala Harris being nominated to the vice president uh, nominee, being the vice president nominee, like, that gave me a really good feeling. Like, I was, like, I was, like, okay. And then I, like, saw, like, a lot of, like, I saw this one woman who has, you know, uh, she's white, but her husband is an Asian American. And so their children are half Asian American white. And so she wrote, like, what it meant to her to, like, show this to her daughter. And that's when it was, like, oh, wow, this is really, really amazing. And I felt yeah. good. You know what I, I mean? And I it, felt I that think, way yeah, too. I don't, know if, I don't know if I would have felt as amazing and great had I not been feeling such shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I think we, we wrote, we published a really amazing essay by a writer named Sarah Kim who wrote about how like not, how easy, how quickly people were to like erase Kamala Harris's like Asian identity. And she pointed out that like, there are so many more mixed race people in this country than people like even realize. And I like pointed that out to my boyfriend. He was like, yeah, our kids are going to be Asian. And I was like, that's true. Our daughter <laughs> will have probably be born with a woman vice president or president. And I felt really mm-hmm. hopeful about that too. I'm going to rewatch yeah. Knockdown House because Corey Bush is in that too. And I want to rewatch that. Yes. Yeah. And now, yeah. Good. Hearing about her win too. And I was like, oh my God, this feels so good. <laughs> I know, I know. This is actually, since we just talked about it, we also got a question. Um, if you could be in any reality show, what would you be in? Uh, I, so I've said, I would not, even though I love Love Island, I would not be on Love Island because I do not like the communal bedroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, Selling Sunset. I could be a broker, <laughs> I think. Um, I think, I, yeah, I could be like Kim Kardashian's best friend on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I think. That's about, I could that's about be as far like, as I could go. 
I would be like one of the people in the world's most extraordinary homes on Netflix who like tours my ha- tours my like cave home. That <laughs> <laughs> this is my tiny house. This, this is my bunker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I'd like to be like a, a judge on Top Chef. So like just achieve oh, whatever I have to do, like vague notoriety to get there, and then maybe they'll invite me. But Pad Pad Malachmi likes this up. I still have to pitch her to come on. Then maybe we can make it happen. We love. I've heard that Padma's show is really great too. It's great. It's great. She's got a second season too. There's a part of me that if I didn't need my glasses, if I got LASIK, that I would maybe do Survivor. Oh, my friend's husband did Survivor. Really? Yeah, he could tell you all about it. He actually did like pretty well. He did it recently, right? Did it last year? Yeah. I I know Chris Burns is close friends with, and I know a little bit Zeke Smith, who was on Survivor and has mm. done Survivor multiple times. And every time I've heard him talk about it, he says it's completely insane. But there's something inside me that thinks that I could do. Survivor. I think you could. Yeah. But also, I, like, I I feel like I feel like it's fun, but you also like lose. Like, I would lose like a crazy amount of weight because I'll eat like rice. <laughs> yeah, you get like, so tan. You're like yeah, he's so a tan and skinny. Yeah. <laughs> I would keep you around, Elise, because you'd make me laugh. That's what I think that I could be like a sleeper cell for a long time. Like, I think I would just fly under the radar neutral for a while. Like, I don't think I would be one of the people that they would want to get me out. Nope. And then by the time we're towards the end, I feel that I could make some powerful alliances. I think that I, (laughs) I would be shrewd. I also think you could win the over the tribe. Like, yes. I think people wouldn't begrudge wanting to let you win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't know how anyone could not could turn against Elise Morales. Thank you. Exactly. I just lay Unless low. you don't like one of her newsletter jokes. Eat my little coconut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your go-to drink? Ryan? Oh, I like a vodka soda with a splash of Sprite, you know, it's, it's locale, sure. but I just need that little splash of Sprite to like get rid of that taste. But then once I have a few, then I just have a regular vodka soda because I don't taste anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least do you have one? I love a mojito, but I'm also snobby about them. So like if you serve me a mojito and it's whack, it, that's like the one thing I'll send back. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a like, uh, custom mojito at your wedding? We're, we are going to have a custom drink. It may be a mojito, and it will be called the Miss Biz after our cat. I've seen I've, – I've been to weddings where they do one of each, so you could have two. Yeah, yeah. We're going to see because our bar – our venue made us right. buy the bar from them, and it's stupid expensive. So. <laughs> I, was this the one where you said they literally wouldn't let you do shots, that that's a thing? Yeah, they actually will, will not. Uh, we had to sign a document that said we won't do shots, which in my mind means we will do shots in the little room for the bride and groom in the back. But on Very paper, fussy no. fussy about the bar. Yeah. They were like, they were like, we've had really bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't with shots? <laughs> like, okay. Every bar has had a bad, has probably had bad yeah. experiences with shots. You don't ban the shots. <laughs> it's so silly because then you'd be like, "Can I have this on the rocks?" And then you just take the ice out, and it's a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a. 
There's a workaround sneak. for sure. There's a workaround. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said reach around, and I was like, "There's a reach around." <laughs> I'm like, "That is not what the word I'm looking for." That's your other betches project for today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sammy, do you have one? Drinks. Yeah. Honestly, I don't really like alcohol. Um, but if I'm drinking and I want to enjoy it, I want like a watermelon cucumber mint situation. Mm, that sounds yes. delicious. Yeah. Like I yeah. decided I'm over drinking for um, like getting drunk. And now I'm only interested in drinking for like the taste and socializing. Yes. That's kind of where I'm at too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to. So so now I'm not gonna like like I used to just take tequila shots or drink like multiple tequila sodas so that I could like have as yeah multiple. Now I'm like I only want to enjoy a drink if I'm gonna enjoy it. Right. It's oh. like I was used to get vodka sodas for function, but now I'm not even right. interested in that function. So right. It's like gross. Like I'm seriously gonna like guzzle this like fuel so that like gasoline <laughs> so I can like be drunk faster yeah. and not have a headache. So that's where I am with favorite drinks. Amanda, what about you? I'm with you. I think I like like a, a margarita, um, but you know, oh, yeah. fine a with, a, with a claw. <laughs> that's fine. I don't like white claw. Surprise. Really? Do you not like white claw or you don't like any of the spiked seltzers? I don't like white claw. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I like interesting. Bon and Biv. Oh, not sponsored. It's the hottest take of the pod yet. (laughs) The most controversial. I know. Somebody also asked us who we endure, who we wanted in the primary, but I think that the scoop that Sammy doesn't like White Claw might be (laughs) much juicier. Yeah, somebody asked that question and said, "I think you all liked Elizabeth Warren," but I just wanted to confirm. But I know Elise was um, a Bernie, a Bernie gal. I, yeah, I, by the end, well, here's the thing. The real tea is that none of us really got to vote in the primary. Right. So nope. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's we so true. In New York. Um, we influenced you. My last, my last where I was standing when I still thought that perhaps I would vote is that I had, I had thrown my lot in with the bros. But then also when Elizabeth Warren dropped out, I had a very emotional reaction to that to the point where I was like, maybe it was Elizabeth all along. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. my God. But ultimately it doesn't matter because we did not get to vote in the primary. <laughs> right. Yeah, I definitely su- I supported Kamala for a while and then I supported Elizabeth Warren and that's where I kind of stuck until I couldn't vote. So didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Same. I mean, I've been saying a lot lately that I like Stan Kamala, but I really don't. Oh, Kamala. Jesus. Kamala. Wow. Thanks, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Terrible. It. Keep it in. That's going to be it. I'm going to get canceled. Uh, well, you are um, wearing a Kamala shirt right now. Oh, I so am wearing a Kamala shirt. I am. For those who are listening, just yeah. so you know. Okay, the next question, since we've been talking about Elizabeth Warren, when Biden gets elected and we take back the Senate, what role would you rather have Elizabeth Warren do? Do you think she'd be more useful as Senate Majority Leader or Treasury Secretary or something else? What a cool question. I think she should be Senate Majority Leader because she has the most um, broad like knowledge about like so many different policies and she can work on many things rather than just like financial or like economic related things. Also, I think people, I know people are terrified of having her in any sort of like financial role, which 
would cause a backlash, but I think she would get less backlash in general as the majority leader. Yeah. Yeah, I I also really want to see her as Senate majority leader, but there is I mean, as like Treasury Secretary, she would have I think an incredible amount of power and it really cannot be understated how much yeah. good she would do in that role. So I certainly would not uh, be sad to see her no. take that. The only thing that makes me nervous about that is like, it's not like when you're a Senate, when you're a Senator, it's an elected position, you know, like yeah. you're there, but if she's treasury secretary, maybe she does something that pisses off one of Biden's donors or something. And it's like, get this woman out of here, you know, sort well, of thing. that's literally like, what happened to her before when she, exactly. like, the bureau that she yeah. founded, basically Obama, like, politely demanded that she not, she could no longer lead it because he didn't think that, that the Republicans in the Senate would appreciate her nomination. And I think he wanted somebody a little, with yeah, less of, created. like, a radical reputation. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's, this is the challenge that I'm having a lot lately. Um, catching myself where I'm always like, just like anticipating how they're going to fuck with like the perfect solution. So like, I think I agree with you, Elise. I think like the idea of her having smackdowns with wall street and like, I, maybe Brian, like, like you mentioned, like maybe she just does it for like two years and then Biden's like, okay, the election's coming up. We got to put someone a little chiller in here for now. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I'm fine with either. I do agree. It's like, if she can keep winning that Senate seat, then we should keep safe senators in their seats. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. also true. It's like in Massachusetts, if we take her out of that seat, it's tough because a Republican can win in Massachusetts and has won that seat and she replaced a Republican for that seat. So it's yeah. not as sure of they a They have a Republican governor, you know? It's- yeah, whereas if perhaps Bernard were to go to the cabinet yeah. in some capacity... Uh, Vermont will elect another Democrat to fill That's seat, a good point. So we're yeah. not like losing a seat. Right. The next question is who is your favorite Spice Girl and why? Ginger. Girl power, baby. Because posh. of her. Posh. Uh, posh. I'm, really, I'm, I'm, I'm on Posh team, team Posh as well. Always, oh always what, when we, cause every, every little girl played Spice Girls with their friends growing up and I was always posh. Were least you? amount of talent, most amount of success, and she's married to David Beckham. I mean, that's pretty fucking Apparently great. their marriage is like always on the rocks. Amanda, who do you think? Well, I was literally just thinking that my answer now is very different from the answer of the limited to Spice Girls lollipop I would have once wanted. Yeah, I always used to want Baby Spice, but now I'm I feel like my favorite is Scary Spice or Ginger Spice. I like Scary because she just like doesn't give a fuck and she's yes. cool as hell and she knows it. And I think she's like one of the better performers. Um, yeah, Scary or Ginger, so I've come a long yeah. way. I think it's because I always had a bob haircut. And so mm. I related to Posh Spice's sort of lo- early lob style. Um, but yeah. I just say so badly. Sporty, yeah. Sporty has the best voice, you know? That's true. Sporty does have, uh, and she's got like a cool quality to her, her voice, mm-hmm. that like raspy energy. Yeah. I always yeah. just wanted to wear like Ginger's like, uh, flag dress with the platform shoes and like I just thought she was like so cool. 
So cool. Well, she was the leader, kind of. Was she? Okay. I always felt that she was. But but Posh was definitely like like Queen Bee in some way too. Well, she was Posh. Yeah. (laughs) She was Posh, exactly. Okay, so our last question for now is, this is a fun one. Are there any conspiracy theories you can't help but get behind? The questioner wanted to clarify, they didn't mean stuff like Pizzagate and things that are actively dangerous, but sort of middle tier conspiracies. I think JFK died under sketchy circumstances and I don't believe the narrative that they want to sell us. I will will agree with that and I will say the same about Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian? I mean, I I have questions about, um, you know, I, this might be too extreme. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> I have questions about what happened in that field in Pennsylvania and in pet, on the, at the Pentagon. Yeah. That seemed like a, you know, I, I feel like, you know, a, you, you would see some plane fragments at either of those sites. You know, I don't know. Wow, Brian going all the way. Yep, (laughs) yep. Amanda? I mean, this was challenging because we've talked about this before. Like, the the concept of a conspiracy theory, like, the word itself is designed to make you skeptical of it and think it's crazy when, like, a conspiracy is just a word that describes, like, an intentional effort to deceive and, like, gain power some way um, or hide misdeeds which like that's happening constantly a lot of the stuff that we now accept as realities about trump were conspiracy theories so i i get behind a number of them definitely i don't think jeffrey killed himself right of course conspiracy just means like a lot of people are in on it on something right i feel like Mm -hmm. the ones that that's not that crazy right we're in on a conspiracy right now this podcast Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the ones that are like the Pizzagate ones and the like selling children on Wayfair, like they need a, they do a disservice to the real conspiracy theories. Yeah, it's always funny to me to people, for people to be involved in those when I'm like, the president is disrupting the mail. Like, (laughs) why don't you focus your crazy ass energy on that? Right, there's no shortage of actual real conspiracies happening. Russia Mm -hmm. hacked the election in 2016, but they're oh like, if you look up the skew number on this Wayfair cabinet, <laughs> it has the same name as a little girl. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the Obama like- administration. And this is, there was a Reddit thread and Obama were doing like, this would be, everyone would be like, look at this really cool, a conspiracy theory, but it can't possibly be true. It's just a really funny conspiracy theory that they're literally picking up fucking mailboxes. Or that like, um, Katy Perry is really Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh, yeah. You believe that one? Yeah, I totally believe that one. <laughs> I can't read your face at all. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. There's another conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney is not the same Paul McCartney that got famous in the Beatles, that at some point he died and they replaced him with a lookalike, and now he is still the fake Paul McCartney. Okay, that's, I know nothing cons- about that, but I believe that now. Yeah. The, only, the, only, <laughs> the only lookalike story I believe is that Melania has one. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, like, it could sound like a conspiracy that, like, it's a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump is literally just trying to be president to keep himself out of prison. But there's plenty of evidence that that's true. Yeah. It is. Uh, Okay, guys. 
that is the end of part two. You guys have more questions for us. Um, we will invite you to send more and do a part three. Let us know if you want one. And don't forget to give this podcast a review. It really helps. You know it does. Give us a five-star review and recommend us to your friends. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at Betches.com. Betches.